Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Reply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, please reach out to us at podcast at nicereply.com. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Alice Huntsberger, Senior Director of Customer Experience at Grinder. Alice, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, Alice, I really would love to discuss today some of the insights that you have into moving from customer support to customer experience. You know, these concepts of, of going beyond tickets, and I'd really like to, to dig into that and how you achieve that at Grinder. So maybe let's start by... What is your definition of support and, and customer experience? What are the differences and, and, and maybe why would we want to even start this transition? Yes. Yeah, so um, customer support is mostly reactive. So you're supporting the customer as their needs arise, tickets, lots of tickets. Um, you might be doing a little bit of proactive work with um, a help center or knowledge base. Um, but that's mostly just going to be anticipating what the tickets are <laughs> and then deflecting them. Um, customer experience uh, goes beyond that uh, a few stages. So not only is it looking at um, the tickets and the questions that are coming in, but it's trying to get at the root cause of why they're there to begin with and um, really trying to look at the customer experience or the customer journey um, holistically. So not just what is this one you know, specific pain point that a customer is having, but how do they get there to begin with? How do we um, change things in the product or in our um, support system so that they don't even need to contact customer support at all. <laughs> it's sort of working to um, eliminate the customer support department in, in some degree, although obviously that will never happen. So if a company were to try to make this transition, it sounds like it's mainly a focus from uh, a specific issue to a more holistic overview. You talked about customer journey and all the different touch points there. What, where can support add value as part of a wider picture? So um, there's a few ways. Um, the, the most obvious is um, providing the sort of insights and data that you're getting from the tickets and the knowledge base um, and working with the uh, product team or marketing team or, you know, other internal stakeholders um, saying like, hey, look, you know, we have a ton of people who are really confused about this feature. They don't understand it. There's a ton of volume, like what can we do to simplify it? Or what can we do to get messaging out about how to use it in a way that um, is more intuitive for people? Um, but then there's also, um, you know, so that that's a very obvious um, specific example, but there's bigger ones like, um, in general, you know, are, are users creating these crazy workarounds um, to our feature set? Um, meaning really there's like something new that we haven't done at all yet that, that people really would like to be able to do. Um, the customer support team is the team that's going to be able to 
see those questions um, and and really understand what people are trying to get out of a, a product um, in a way that people a little further removed from the customer uh, won't be able to see. So um, providing those insights is um, you know really important. The, the other thing that a customer support team can do, um, you know, outside of just ticketing is um, to really be able to support uh, the rest of the company and like explaining who the users are and what they care about and what they um, are using the, the product for. Um, so, you know, Right now, I work for Grinder, which is a dating app. <laughs> Previously, I worked for OkCupid, which is another dating app. So I, I've been in this space for a really long time. And um, for this space particularly, it's really emotional. People are using the product when they're feeling vulnerable and lonely. And um, they're looking for some kind of connection with, with other humans. And having that um, real human insight is critical to making the product work well. And, you know, often an engineering team or a product team or design team, um, they get really nerdy and focused on cool new features and uh, really like innovative ideas. And sometimes they can kind of lose connection, lose touch with the actual customer, the actual user base, what, what they're actually looking for or frustrated by. Um, and so, you know, a, a customer support team um, or a customer experience team can really keep that connection very strong. Um, and, you know, that's a great way to, to add value back to the rest of the company. That, that all makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like a lot of this is driven by what your customers are saying, whether that be uh, the, the customer mood, as, as you've talked about, as part of the way your app actually behaves, but also the insights that you are sharing with the marketing team, for example. Um, so how does how do you get that insight? There must be some way of, of, of taking that feedback in. What's what's the best way to capture that feedback and, and process it to, to be able to gather those insights and feed them into your other teams? Yeah, um, that is a good question. So there's a giant variety of things that you can do um, depending on how much bandwidth your team has. Um, and so sometimes you'll want to start small if you just have like a little bit of extra time and you're the team lead or you're the manager and you're just like squeezing out a little bit to having, you know, full-blown department at your company. Um what we do is a monthly voice of the customer report, um, and we deliver um, insights there that are very um, intriguing. <laughs> so we try to pick short little um, customer like user stories saying, oh, I really love this. Oh, this was so frustrating. Try to really humanize it um, and include that with um, some graphs and metrics on most, you know, biggest volume of issues or um, things that took a really long time to resolve. Um, and, and we get that data from a big variety of sources. Um, but again, you can start small and just start doing it from, you know, emails, if that's what your support team handles. We also include app reviews, Reddit, other social media 
we do specific user surveys, we do customer focus groups. Um, we use a tool called User Voice where um, customers can submit ideas for feature requests or like new features they want or um, things that are, you know, they don't like and should change. Um, so we compile all of that, um, but you certainly don't have to. <laughs> you can start with, with what you have. Um, so I, I put all of that together. Um, I, I separate it into sections um, so that it's organized. So things people like, things people don't like, um, how bugs affected people. And this is like emotional as well, right? So, you know, you can really motivate an engineering team, uh, maybe a little passive aggressively, <laughs> if you show them emails from people who were really personally affected by the bug that they put out in the product. Um, a lot of the time, this stuff becomes so, um, you know, far removed from an engineer. They, they don't have that connection with the users. So showing them an email from a customer that says like, hey, I was about to meet up with somebody for a date and then all of a sudden the app crashed and the date, like I couldn't get in touch with them and I couldn't go on that date and I was really excited about it. Um, those, those human uh, touches can really make a big difference. I mean, human touches can make a big difference, probably explains all of customer experience in some ways. And so I, I think that's a, a really key point. I want to just clarify something you said earlier. You said about we compile that. Who, who's the we there? Do you, did you build a specific team around these analytics and these this data set or, or are these the agents in support themselves that do this work? We, uh, we do a mix. So a lot of it I put together myself because I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm passionate about it. Um, we also have um, our frontline agents will tag uh, emails that they think are particularly noteworthy um, with a specific tag. And so at the end of the month, we can just go through and read everything that, um, that they uh, selected for us. A grinder, we have a... Um, somebody whose position is community advocate. And um, we hired him to um, really focus on these customer experience issues. So he will chat with people on Reddit. He will look at app reviews and respond to people there. He organizes all of the um, user voice submissions and he is just a really good go-between um, with our community generally and the company. Um, so we do have a position um, that is really customer experience focused, um, but, you know, we, we also have people across, uh, across my group contributing. Um, and, and another part of, of what we focus on at, at Grindr specifically is um, it's not just customer support. I also manage content moderation and trust and safety. So we get a lot of user insights from that as well. <laughs> like obviously what, who are people reporting? What is the biggest issue is, you know, harassment or discrimination uh, problem? If so, what kind is it? So the trust and safety team gets really involved um, in these reports as well. Trust and safety is absolutely important. We we actually just recorded a podcast on that uh, recently, so uh, you know it's it's something that is a 
much broader topic than than I think I I was aware of and many companies are aware of. So maybe you know, more tangibly, let's let's take a look at at why companies wouldn't wouldn't do this. It sounds obvious. It sounds like you know customer feedback is obviously very important, and and building that's the customer experience that they your customers are demanding is incredibly important. Um, so for our listeners out here who who are interested in this. Why is it so difficult? Why why aren't more companies doing this? I think that um, there's a few reasons. Customer experience is still a relatively new field, um, just like trust and safety. They, you know, I I've been in this field for a decade or more, but um, before that, there wasn't too much. And ten years is still pretty new. Um, so, you know, a lot of companies need you to introduce to them the concept of customer experience. They might still see support as a cost center and you just throw money in this pit and it makes your customers slightly less cranky, (laughs) but they don't really see much return outside of that. Um, and you know, I, I've also worked at companies that are really product focused. So they see the value of the company being the product itself and not so much um, having really great customer support or even caring necessarily about um, the sort of customer viewpoint. They sort of see it as we will present uh, this really great product and then people will learn to love it as opposed to uh, what do customers really want and need and we'll build that. They're sort of coming at the same issue, but from um, and we know better <laughs> kind of standpoint. So if you work at a company like that, it's really difficult to break through. Um, and it's, it's also difficult to... Um, show what the real return on investment is. Um, With programs like this, you don't have a really solid metric that you can track that says, okay, um, having somebody whose job is to put together customer customer reports, um, they're not going to be able to track that work to retention specifically or revenue specifically because it's a role that touches every part of the company and every part of the user journey. And so you're not going to have like a giant effect on any one of those things. Um, so those those are all roadblocks. Um, and, you know, I, I think... Um, the best way that I've been able to see uh, to overcome that, anticipating your next question, <laughs> is um, customer support and customer experience teams um, are uh, uniquely uh, positioned to know what customers want um, and to know how they're feeling. And the time that a customer experience team um, can spend putting together this stuff is time saved by engineering, by product, by design, by the executive team, by um, legal and privacy. Like every department um, has some time when they really want to know what does a customer think about this? What do they feel about this? What should we do next? Um, And if they're all asking those questions in a silo um, individually, then that's 
very inefficient. So if you have a customer experience team who can be the sort of central hub or the glue holding all of these um, departments together and providing the, the customer insights, then you're saving everybody time. Um, so that's often a good, good way to approach it initially. I think that's exactly correct. It's, you know, the cost center stuff you mentioned and, and the fact that sometimes support isn't that priority or isn't seen as a department that can drive all that change and provide all that value. Uh, it, it's a real hindrance in many cases. And so I, I agree with you that having a centralized department that does this in a standardized way, can track it in, in a standardized tool, ship this off to all the various departments so that everyone can improve uh, is, is really a, a, a positive. And it's something that probably needs executive buy-in. Maybe, maybe finishing and to cap off all we've discussed here, you know, again, if our listeners are, are out there wanting to take this on, wanting to, to, to build this challenge, to, to grow this customer experience team, to, to improve across the board, you know, all the functions you mentioned, what, uh, what advice would you have to them? What is, what is the start? What is step one for them to be able to show that these types of programs have value and they can take that and use that to propagate it into, into better gains and new programs in the future? So I think step one is to um, really communicate and celebrate the work that you're already doing. Um, And also to highlight the work that you're not doing. (laughs) So um, in addition to these big voices of the customer reports that I do once a month, um, I do really sort of mini week in review posts. And um, those I send out to the entire company um, every week. And they basically just say, you know, here's all the emails we had. Here's the little projects that we did. Here's what we're thinking about. Here's what we're doing. Um, and it really puts the support and moderation teams um, front of mind. So people are reminded that, that we're here and that we're doing important work. And that's a really good place to start um, squeezing in little mini customer experience details. So in addition to just reporting your metrics, you can also have some fun facts like this is the number one issue that people have been complaining about. Um, Or, um, oh, we had like a couple people suggest really good product ideas. Um, And that's stuff that you should be seeing and recording anyway. It shouldn't take any extra time for you to do. Um, But if you're regularly sending out that information every single week um, and sort of saying like, hey, look, we could do way more of this. Did you find this helpful? (laughs) This let us do more. Um, Then that's a good way to start. And you can just build from there as you have time. I love the phrase squeezing in little CX details that, you know, that's a great way to nudge people and show that you're paying attention to this stuff. Uh, Alice, thank you so much for sharing the Grinder CX story. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Alice Huntsberger from Grinder. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating or share it with others. And always make sure to check out our other support interviews and more quality content at nicereply.com.